get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. Have you ever gotten halfway through a project? You know, maybe it was a new endeavor and they had the thought, take it. I wish I would have known that before I started. Do you get it? Have you ever had a chance to like sit with someone? Maybe it's somebody you admire, but then like your mind freezes and you can't think of anything intelligent to say. Anybody besides me? Or, you know, worse. Have you ever been around a successful person and then just shot your mouth off and later you thought, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? I've done that one too. Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunge, and I am here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free. So you can stop hiding. You can show up fully yourself and you can fulfill your God-given purpose courageously. Woo! It is time for number eight of our 10 surefire ways to stay stuck. There is so much to learn to get from where you are now to where you want to go. But there is one thing that's going to stop you in your tracks if you don't learn how to do this well. So today's going to be for you if you are tired of being stuck not knowing what to do next. Today's also going to be for you if you desire more for your life than you're living right now. And if you are ready to go to another level in fulfilling your God-given purpose, I am going to be talking to you today, my friend. Can you believe we're already on number eight? So far, we have learned seven ways to stay stuck. Seven ways that will keep you from fulfilling your God-given purpose because you're stuck. You can't get to where God's called you to be. And number one was stop learning. If we stop learning, if if we never learn anything new, we're going to stay stuck. And number two was, if we stay in our comfort zone, we will never fulfill our God-given purpose because nothing of significance happens in our comfort zone. It all happens when we stretch into our uncomfortable zone. And number three is, if we adopt that philosophy of failure isn't an option. Failure is not an option. You know what? There's a bunch of bull. We learn from failures. We grow from failures, or at least we should be. And number four is we're going to stay stuck if we hang out with negative people going nowhere. We need to find and surround ourselves with positive people, including being that positive person ourselves. And number five way to stay stuck is never look at your goals. Never review them. Never go over them. Write your goals, stuff them in a drawer. That is a surefire way to stay stuck. But when you review your goals on a regular basis and you're looking at what you need to do, it's going to help you keep moving forward. It's going to help you keep achieving, keep progressing. One baby step at a time. But you got to review those goals. And number six, when you take care of everybody else first, you're going to stay stuck, my friend. You need to invest in yourself Get some self-care going. Put that oxygen mask on first. And then you're better able to help other people. And the last thing we learned so far was this. Go solo. Go solo. Look, even Han Solo didn't go solo. 
He always had Chewbacca by his side. And when we are not alone, when we surround ourselves with mentors and accountability partners and friends and family, we can go further faster. Each of us needs all of us and all of us needs each of us. And that these are seven ways that are going to, if we do those things, we're going to stay stuck. But I gave you those seven things so that you can succeed and get unstuck. So each of these ways, we don't want to do them, right? We want to enjoy our best life, living our best self, fulfilling our God-given purpose, the way Father designed us to. So let's talk about number eight. Number eight surefire way to stay stuck. Never ask questions. Never ask questions. Have you ever met a know-it-all? Yeah, they drive me crazy too. But you know what? I honestly used to be a know-it-all. Why? It's not because I actually thought I knew everything. It's because I used to only tell people what I knew instead of finding out what they knew. I never asked questions. I was actually afraid to ask questions. I was afraid I would look stupid (laughs) or dumb or ignorant. When I got around leadership, my mind would freeze. And this was a mindset that I had for a long time. And I'm, I'm honestly still working on it. And, and when I'm feeling comfortable, the, the questions are flowing better. But man, it kept me stuck for so long. Never asking questions is your quickest way to get stuck and stay stuck. Because you know what? You're only left with you. You're left with your thoughts, your opinions, your perspectives. And you know, nobody knows everything, including you, including me. I don't, I don't want to be that person anymore that's like, yeah, I know it all. And you know what? People won't actually say they know it all. But the way they talk makes other people feel like they think they know it all. And we don't want to be that person, right? So let's talk about surefire ways to succeed. Because we want to succeed in life. We want to succeed in doing what fathers called us to do. And how we do that is we ask thoughtful questions. Asking questions does so much for you. Look, you gain new knowledge and perspectives. You clarify your thoughts. You clarify your feelings. You actually challenge your existing beliefs when you ask yourself questions. I've even talked to you through that. You know, ask yourself, is this thought kind? Is it true? Is it helpful? Those questions are thoughtful questions that are going to challenge whether that belief, that thought is serving you or not. It identifies areas of uncertainty or confusion. Look, when you ask thoughtful questions, you achieve new insights, you get breakthroughs, you expand your understanding, you broaden your horizons. And when you ask thoughtful questions, it actually demonstrates your curiosity. And when you are curious, it stimulates more creativity. It stimulates innovation. It helps you think of things you never would have thought of before. 
You develop unique solutions to problems. It's amazing. Something else it does, and this goes back to the know-it-all, it shows your willingness to learn and adapt. It shows you are teachable. And that, my friend, when you are with high caliber leaders, with you're with people you admire, when you are teachable, that teachable spirit, dude, they're going to want to help you. They're going to want to teach you. Because of that humility that you bring. What all of this does and asking thoughtful questions, it fosters personal growth. And that helps you be your best self. So you can live your best life and fulfill what God's called you to do. Now you're equipped. So much you gain from asking thoughtful questions. Now, mentors and and leaders, there's so many people that you can ask questions from and, and you gain valuable guidance and support as you're growing, as you're gaining new skills, as you're fulfilling what God's called you to do. And I love Andy Andrews because what he does is he talks about like mentors and people that you're gleaning advice from. He calls them his board of advisory, his advisory board. And this is the best part. So what he, what he does is he finds people so like that are parents have kids that are older than his. They've been, he, they're at where he wants to be and he admires how their kids are and the progress they're making. Doesn't mean they're perfect because there's no perfect parent and there's no perfect child, but you know what I mean? They're going in the right direction, right? He wants to emulate what they're doing right. And so He has all these people with parenting and with finances and with marriage. They're on his advisory board. But you know what? They, not everybody actually knows they're on his advisory board. A lot of it is he's actually asking questions as he's hanging out with people. He's not necessarily hammering them. And what about this? What about that? What about this? What, you know, but like, as you're having conversations, he would, he'll slip in questions and you know he and he learns and gleans so much from that and I just I love Andy's perspective on that he actually talks about when you ask a great question you get a great answer and the reverse is true ask a dumb question you get a dumb answer you get a bad answer right we don't want any of that so let's talk about the some questions that are good to ask mentors or people that you're learning from okay because it's important to prepare questions ahead of time so they really get that insightful, meaningful responses that you're looking for. And if you're like me that struggle with freezing in the moment, this step, this one's really going to help you out. So I do this myself where I have questions prepared ahead of time so that, you know, I can flow with it in the moment. So when questions come up other than what I thought of, but I got these backup questions that are all ready to go so that, when I'm with that person, I can make the most of it. All right. The, I'm going to give you 10 questions that you could ask. You don't have to ask these all at once. Pick the ones you like. You know, pick the ones that are going to be best for the situations and the person. But here we go. Number one, how did you get started and what inspired you to pursue this career or endeavor? So this is obviously asking somebody that's in a particular career. Now, maybe they're in a career that you want. Maybe they're a speaker. Maybe they're an author. Maybe they're a coach. Maybe they're um, some other type of business person that you're like, you know what? I think I can learn something from them. Okay. 
What are some challenging situations that you faced along the way and how did you overcome them? Now, this one you could adapt for anything, parenting, marriage, business, whatever it is. You can tailor this one to that conversation. So what are some challenging situations you faced along the way and how did you overcome them? And number three, what do you consider as your key attributes or strengths in reaching your success? Like, what are your strengths that helped you succeed? Okay. Number four, what are some valuable lessons you learned through your journey? Now, again, adapted to the situation to learn from whoever it is, whether it's a business person, it's an author, it's, you know, a stay-at-home mom, uh, it's a homeschool mom, and you're learning how to homeschool, you know, you can adapt it. Number five. What is one piece of advice you would give someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? Another way you could ask that is, what do you wish you'd known when you started your journey? Like, what do you know now that you sure wish you would have known before you got going, right? That was number five. Number six, who are your role models? Who do they look up to? Because Any successful person has people that they're looking up to. And doesn't it make sense that if you're wanting to learn from this person, who did they learn from? You know? It's kind of like they might be the goose that lays the golden egg. Well, who's, who's the granny goose? You know, find them. So who are your role models and what impact did they have on your life? Number seven. Can you provide any tips on how to balance work, family, and personal life? This would be somebody, maybe they're a very successful person. They're very busy. They've got a business and they got a family. Like, how do you do it all? How do you make it all work? And everybody does it different. So you don't have to do it exactly like them. Like, you need to figure out what works for you. But you ask that a couple ways and you're going to find different ways to do it. And that's going to help you discover the the way that's going to work for you and your family. Number eight, what skill sets do you think are essential for success in your industry? And how can I acquire them? So maybe you're learning how to be an author. You want a book. There's so many people that I talk to and even statistics that say, I want to write a book. I have a book in me. So maybe you're talking to another author. What ask them what skill set do I need to become an author? You know? And how do I acquire it? Because maybe they're an author that self-published. They're going to give you a different kind of skill set in order to be a self-published author. Or maybe they're an author who got a contract with a big publisher. How do they do it? What kind of skills did you need? What did you need to know? Like, who do you need to know? Right? Find out from them. Number nine, what are some common mistakes people make when trying to pursue a similar path? And how can I avoid them? Woo! Who said you had to learn from your own mistakes? I do not remember who it was, and I wouldn't call them out anyways. But there was somebody I was listening to or reading. I was reading. It was. I was reading a book not going to say who it was because now I remember it just came to me but they made the comment that they were teaching their child 
that the best way to learn is to learn from their own mistakes. I don't agree. I think the best way to learn is learn from somebody else's mistakes. Because who said you had to learn from your mistakes? I remember as a first-time mom, you know, when I, when I had Evan, um, I would read books and I would look at parents of people with multiple kids. So not just first-time moms, okay? I would look at though They had three, four, five kids, right? And I would see how laid back they were. And I was like, okay. When you look at first-time moms, typically we're like, you know, they're nervous. They're like, oh my gosh. They're, you know, they're worried about their kid getting sick all the time. And they're like, oh, don't eat that off the floor. You know, you're going to die. And, um, you know, they're sanitizing everything and Okay, that, first-time moms are typically nervous about that. Their kid's getting on the bus for the first time. I'm going to be crying. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with crying if your kid gets on the bus. It's okay. It's not what, that's not my point. But I noticed that pattern. And I thought to myself, okay, if first-time moms are freaking out in general, okay, not all of them, but in general, they're known for being, you know, a little more tight, a little more worried. And when you get to the third, fourth kid, they're like, oh, that fell on the floor a week ago. Yeah, yeah, suck it up. You're fine. You know, and I'm, I'm exaggerating for purposes of, of teaching you this. But they're way more laid back because they've been around the block a couple times. They know how it goes. They know not everything is something to worry about. So I thought, okay. Do I have to start out as a first-time freaked-out mom? Or could I just skip ahead to, like, third-time mom mode? And so I made a decision to learn from third, fourth-time moms and adjust how I handled being a first-time mom. And I can remember getting Evan on the bus. He was in preschool, and so he would have been about um, four years old at the time. And there's always two drivers on his, particular, his preschool bus. There's a driver. And then there's somebody making sure all the kids are okay. And these ladies had the same ladies drop him off every time. And it was like two years in a row. They were the best. They would give him presents. And they were just the sweetest ladies. And they would drop him off. And they noticed. And they were like, they, they made a comment about me being a first-time mom. And how laid back I was. Because I think they were they was late. And the, the school lets you know, you know, when the kids are going to be late or whatever. But I'm not freaking out. I'm fine. And like you, this, you know, they were really surprised. I was a first-time mom. And I explained to them what I just explained to you. How I looked at moms that have been moms for, you know, multiple kids now. And they're totally laid back. And I'm like, do I have to start out freaked out? And that really surprised and impressed them. I did not figure that one out on my own. I learned from other people. I learned from common mistakes people make. And then I figured out how to avoid them. And you can do the same thing. All right, question number 10. What's the next big goal you're working towards? And how are you planning to achieve it? Now, again, this could be adapted to whoever you're trying to learn from, whether it's a parent whether it's a teacher, whether it's, you know, somebody that's got a great marriage you want to learn from, or whether it's something with business. What's the next big goal you're working towards and how are you planning to achieve it? Because successful people have goals. 
They're working on something. They don't just aimlessly, randomly succeed. It's on purpose. So find out what they're doing. And I'm going to give you a bonus question. And this is, this is my catch-all. And this is for me, I came up with this question because I would freeze and not think of good questions. And so this is my catch-all, okay? What's one thing I should be asking you that I didn't think to ask you? Boom, right there. That will cover your bacon right there. Because maybe you didn't think to ask, because here's the thing. We don't know what we don't know because we don't know it. Shout out to Lisa Jenkins. I learned that from her. So ask them, what's one thing I should be asking you that I didn't think to ask? It is so critical for us to stay open-minded. Listen attentively. And then, you know what? Show people gratitude for their time and for their advice. You know, when people know you're thankful for this and, and that you're like taking advantage of this and you're, and you're, you know, soaking it all in, you're a sponge, they're happy to do it. Most people are happy to help other people succeed. And especially when you come at it with a teachable, humble attitude. So be sure to reflect on your insights that you received and also incorporate that advice. Now, not all the advice is stuff you have to incorporate. Look at it, but incorporate the advice that is going to help you on your personal growth journey, that is going to help you be able to do what God's called you to do. Learn from others. Ask insightful questions. Ask a great question, get a great answer. Now, if you have been enjoying this podcast, could you do me a favor? Would you share it with a friend that you think could use some help getting unstuck? I would absolutely appreciate it. When you do that, you help others be able to live fearlessly free so they can fulfill their God-given purpose. So please share if you think of somebody. Listen, my friend, you have got this. You have got this. You can get yourself unstuck with asking those insightful questions. You have got this and Father's got you. I just want to thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And remember, this is two times a week. So I'm going to see you right back here on Thursday. Until next time, live fearlessly free.